0: Yo, what's up? This is Gary A. Swabey, and we're going to be talking Avengers Infinity War today. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich?
1: Doing good, Gary. And uh, what's up, uh, viewers and listeners?
0: Yep, what's up, indeed? And
2: I'm also here with Mr. Jake James Lugo. How you doing, JJ? I'm doing good. I have a big full belly of big popcorn status coming from this movie, so I'm ready to talk about it.
0: Awesome, yeah, so we've all seen it now and I'm sure everyone else, you know, if you're listening to this you've seen it, of course Um, and we're talking about Avengers Infinity War the movie is finally here it's been 10 years in the making and yeah, uh, I'm not sure on what your guys' opinion is but for me, yeah, uh, it it definitely satisfied me, man but we're going to deep dive into it so we're going to talk about every aspect of the film you know, and, and just kind of break down our thoughts and theories and everything so um first of all let's get to you know the 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 focus of the movie which is thanos um so what were you guys first impressions of thanos because the movie you know the way it opens it really sets the tone like we get to see thanos you know uh, like we haven't got gotten to see him yet because we've seen glimpses of him throughout different movies in the past and stuff but we haven't really seen like like, you know full-on scenes of him doing stuff so the way the movie opens was was you know it it was really impactful and it really did set the tone for me but what did you guys think of you know those first few scenes of seeing thanos and you know all his dominance and everything go ahead jj
2: Uh, I think that the Russo brothers and obviously Kevin Feige, you know, with some of his input, they made a lot of good uh, creative decisions and took a lot of good creative liberties with how they interpreted Thanos in this movie. I think that a lot of us, myself included, expected a certain level of just, you know, villainy as well as also... His presence and the way that he's presented, you know, based off the Infinity Gauntlet comic arc, which is kind of like what this is loosely based on. It's more kind of based on the Thanos quest, which is like right before that, where he's gathering all the gems. Uh, I think that. Uh, Marvel has really matured as far as the way that they presented threats in the Marvel cinematic universe, which cannot really be said by a lot of other uh, companies, a lot of other studios that are trying to build universes or cinematic universes based on their properties, more specifically DC, because that's the easiest comparison, but Coming off, especially from Black Panther not too long ago, and everybody really resonated with uh, Killmonger, Thanos, while he's not as relatable as a villain and as far as his motivations are, he still has a presence and he has a complexity to him that really makes you sympathize a little bit. And even though you come to hate him a lot, you really kind of understand where he's coming from. And that's what makes him so good. On top of him being intimidating. And I think that those opening scenes, you know, which are basically a straight up follow-up uh, to Thor Ragnarok really set the tone of the movie where it really, it's kind of the Russos and just, you know, the, the, the movie itself, like really kind of conveying to the audience, like we're not playing around this time. Like there's still going to be that humor and stuff, but like we're, we're tackling some serious stuff. There's some stuff that's going to go down in this film. And I think that the way that the Russos presented that was done beautifully.
0: Indeed. Uh, and w- what did you think, Rich?
1: Yeah, so I know that Marvel has built up a reputation over the years where uh, a lot of times their villains they aren't really too strong-willed they're a little weak um obviously that i think that really changed with black panther and the way they handled killmonger and in this movie i just think you really have succeeded in you know keeping that standard high in terms of trying to do a good job at telling the story with villains you know like i like i will mention as dana mentioned in her review that uh thanos you know, this is a character that has a purpose, you know, and a lot of times, even though you do dislike a lot of the actions that he has and what he ultimately does, you understand why he's doing what he wants to do. Um, And I would say that in in pretty much uh simpler terms, they made the character three-dimensional, whereas you can question his motives and then sort of understand and align with those motives, but yet you still dislike this character. So I think they really succeeded in doing an excellent job with Thanos from beginning to end um his motivations explained and um I mean I, I mean I just think uh yeah I, I mean I can't say any, anything else about it they did an excellent job with villain so and the movie was primarily about him so as far as that aspect of the story I think they nailed it
2: it needs to be said also that this isn't comic booky Thanos, like obviously Thanos is a certain way in the comics, which is basically the source material for all these movies, but they really fleshed him out, they really made him a lot more complex and really made it so there you could tell throughout the entirety of the movie that there's a price being paid and there's a toll being taken on Thanos as he goes gets closer and closer to completing you know his ultimate goal, which is to gather all the the infinity stones and basically wipe out half of the earth, which by the time he does so, you could see how much of a toll, a toll it's taken on him as you know his personality, you know as an individual, and also see why you know he thinks the way that he does over the course of the entire movie.
0: Yeah, indeed, um, and I like how you know, like I, I agree with you guys. He's definitely you know the the best. Uh, Marvel villains so far, you know, in terms of how they ap- approached him, um, Killmonger I see kind of different, like you know, because he kind of um, he mixes the line of you know, kind of a uh, like uh, a good and a bad character. I forget the word I'm trying to say, but yeah, um, Thanos in terms of straight on villain, um, I think he's definitely done the best, and I like how it started with him being super ruthless but throughout the movie it does kind of you know he shows mercy sometimes like and he has like you know his his focus his main goal and he sticks to that objective so much that you know he doesn't let other people get in the way he doesn't um he doesn't particularly murder everyone he sees you know he he lets certain people live just as long as he can focus on that purpose because that's all that matters to him and you know the way they um the the way they show his, you know, his mercy throughout the film and his empathy with, you know, some of the other characters that we're going to talk about later, I feel like that was very well done. But as for the opening scene, it definitely, you know, I just love how ruthless he came across, how much of a threat he came across, because we know Thor to be a strong character. But, you know, here we see Thor and he's kind of binded up unable to do anything and you know he watches people die around him and you know just the fact that it opens with you know two major deaths like that as well like you know um we see idris elba's character i forget the name he dies and then
2: heimdall
0: heimdall yeah and then uh loki as well dies so yeah um one thing i wanted to ask you guys though is Did they give us the Thanos versus Hulk fight too soon? Because that was a fight a lot of people were waiting to see. And maybe we'll see it again. But like, you know, people wanted to see what would happen in that scenario. And they kind of opened with that. So do you guys think they did that too soon?
2: I don't think they gave it to us at all. To be honest with you, I think that they gave us a fight that set up the tone and set up how domineering Thanos can be. I think we're going to get that in the next film. I think that because at the very start, because we're coming off of Thor Ragnarok and we obviously know that the Hulk was involved with that, the way that he kind of dismantles the Hulk you know, with ease too, and they make it very clear with with some of the Black Order where they say like, "Yo, let him have his fun," and you think that the Hulk is going to really do some damage, and it just is the complete reverse of that. It was a good way of shocking the audience and giving you a surprise take on what was you know what was going to go down, but also really uh, doing so in a way that it was going to relate to everything else that came afterwards. You know, really kind of priming up the audience for like, "Yo, this is going to go to a very dark place, and there's going to be a very severe lack of hope throughout." and I think that was well done that was well executed however as far as the fight between Hulk and Thanos it it really being a legit fight because obviously you know while the Hulk really kind of you know got really kind of put in his place and it really got you know thrown like a throw rug for the most part I don't think that we're gonna really get that big fight or that real kind of like a grudge match until the second film which is when most of the stuff that we've seen in this film is really gonna come to pass
0: cool did you have any thoughts on that rich
2: yeah,
1: I mean, I, I pretty much agree with a lot of what uh, JJ had to say in regards to that. You know, I, because they presented the Hulk in every in all the movies he's been in thus far, they presented the Hulk as just a badass. You know, I, I I recall back to the first Avengers film how he just threw Loki around, you know, like like it was nothing. So to have him get humbled at the very beginning of the film, I thought, yeah, once again, that was to the credit to build up Thanos as you know a badass. So and obviously as JJ said You know the real fight Hasn't really happened as far as Hulk and Thanos But yeah just to have that in there in the beginning All this was done to build up The fact that as you already said Gary Thanos is ruthless Doesn't care and you know he will take Whatever actions he has to do to get the task done So I think he did a good job with that
0: Indeed So yeah um, I mean you can't Talk about Thanos without talking About his daughters Nebula And Gamora and we're going to talk about a lot of, you know, the different deaths throughout the movie later. You know, we're going to talk about that in depth. But um, it just in terms of, you know, Gamora and, you know, uh, Nebula, Nebula um, how do you guys feel about how that panned out, those relationships? Because um, I, I feel like the relationship with Gamora was essential to showing that different side of Thanos that we saw. So um, were you guys satisfied with how that, you know, um, Story arc. When, go ahead, Rich.
1: Well, just in, in order to keep things very dark, and, and as you guys already mentioned, you know, you, this was a film that you you had to feel the, a sense that there was no hope whatsoever. Uh, ultimately, what happens with Gamora, I, I think that something like that had to happen. And you know, going into the film, I mean, I already had preconceived notions about who might die. Uh, This is one that I didn't anticipate, but it makes sense when you think about it because when you think about Hope and you think about a character like Gamora, one of the main things with Guardians of the Galaxies uh, that they have always hinted at in all the the last two movies is that people were kept wondering is Peter Quill ever going to get with Gamora? Is he ever going to really establish that they have a bond and relationship that goes to the next level? And the sad thing is that now that will never happen because. Thanos took out his uh, stepdaughter, so um, they had to show that to show that Thanos also does have some emotions. Uh, you know, obviously they had the scene where he had the scene with with, with her as a kid, which is very very symbolic and, and revisited later on. But I think they had to have that in there just to show that this character does have you know some type of feelings. You know, they did not want to make him too ruthless. It's, it's very important to show. That the character is three-dimensional and that it, you could also understand his motivations more. Because in a lot of movies with villains, sometimes it's not really apparent why you should root for the villain. It's just that the villain is portrayed as just a badass. But in this movie, they had to explore it with this particular thing. And I, I was surprised, but it made sense when I thought about it. Because, uh, again, this is a very dark story and certain sacrifices have to be uh, met in order for somebody to succeed. So i think they handled it
0: pretty well in my my opinion yeah and because like my thinking going into the movie was um like because i I thought gamora was going to be essential in taking down thanos but now that that card has been used already and you know obviously he had to sacrifice her himself so now they can't really use her as as, as a trump card to get close to him so like yeah that definitely took me by surprise and at the same time i, I loved it I, I loved watching it unfold you know and just seeing that different side of thanos the, the fact that he can actually care for someone that much but at the same time sacrifice them for his objective like that 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 you know inner conflict in him was portrayed very well i think um jj what's your thoughts on the whole gamora
2: thing Uh, i think that the the relationship between gamora and her sister i mean they didn't really get too much into it i felt like a couple other people have mentioned that the the whole kind of you know discussion or, or or audio log that thanos had showed her about her talking about the soul stone that was kind of a little a little uh deus ex machina for me because we didn't see that discussion in any of the previous films not in guardians 2 or guardians 1 but we still We still got enough there and i think that more of her sister uh is going to come into a play you know in the second film because she's one of the people that survives but as far as her relationship with star lord i actually disagree with some of the people that are saying that they never really got together it's already been established that they did and keep in mind since guardians 2 to infinity war there has some time that's been passed and i think they've already hinted uh or already kind of you know hinted at a few things that have happened off screen that the two of them have been together again that's really some of the central themes in Guardians 2 is them being a family and like her and Starler being like the mother and the father it gets into a lot of subtle nods here and there but I felt like that's already been happening but It's more so where things have become a lot more dire and things are a little bit much more kind of put out there in front of the audience because of the stuff that's happening with Thanos and because of some of the things that have happened. And I think that Thanos even acknowledges that to to in a sense uh, when he's with them at the, what is it, at the collector's uh, home place. When Peter Quill has to shoot Gamora, you know, the Nords keep his promise, and he turns the gun into uh, bubbles, basically, or he turns the bullets into bubbles. So I don't necessarily agree with that. But as far as also the relationship between Thanos and Gamora. I thought that was really well done. It gave a reason for the Soul Stone to come into, come into play, you know, as far as, you know, a lot of people were really kind of speculating that it was in uh, Wakanda, which I as well thought, uh, you know, in some form or fashion because of like some of the events that happened in Black Panther. But they really did it in a f- kind of interesting way that also gave us another fan service-y thing from the MCU, which was the introduction, the the was it the inclusion of the Red Skull? which I thought was very clever because that came very unexpectedly that I didn't think that they were going to get that meta with some of the stuff that has been happening with the MCU over the last 10 years. And I'm glad that they did because it was a pretty cool payoff uh, in addition to contributing to a lot of the stuff that happens after that portion of the film. And it not only humanized, uh, more a little bit more of Thanos, you know, and you see that he really cared for Gamora, uh, for Gamora, despite all the stuff that happened there. But it also gave her more of a purpose on top of just being another hero that was included on the roster that's going up against Thanos. And I think that while it was still a tragic end, and you know, I don't, we're we'll probably get into it later, but I don't think a lot of the heroes that have died in this film are really going to be sticking dead. At least not all of them. But it still had a real satisfying, uh, what is it, an interesting. Uh, turn of events that kind of contributed to the larger narrative and i was pretty happy with it
0: yeah yeah indeed and i really liked um the the scene with peter quill as well because you know obviously he loves her and cares for her so much but thanos is such a big threat that he actually would you know um do what she said and and try to kill her in order to prevent thanos you know getting all the stones so just the fact that he he you know consciously made that decision that he was going to kill her you know even though it didn't happen but he consciously made the decision to do it and you know that was amazing to see as well like just the fact that thanos thanos was that much of a threat to them that he would do it um but yeah let's get to you know um the i guess the 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 good guys and the group ups and everything so in order to keep this film you know flowing and not get too convoluted they had to split you know the characters that we know and love so well into different groups and they were all doing different things so i wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the pacing and you know the the groups of characters that were together and everything because for me like i geeked out so many times in seeing you know all these different characters meet for the first time and you know, just working together in different ways. Like, I I found that incredible to see, you know, like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man meeting for the first time, Iron Man and Doctor Strange meeting for the first time, you know, stuff like that. Like, it was incredible, and we got it all throughout the movie. Um, So I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the different groups of characters and how they were portrayed, and did they do a good job of, you know, giving everyone their shine and their moment throughout the movie? So... Go ahead, JJ. Uh,
2: I, there was a lot of great ones. I think the one that everybody universally loved was the combination of Thor and Rocket Raccoon. I think that one was so much fun. Granted, it was basically Thor and the Guardians, and that in of itself, that whole meeting for the first time, was a fun interaction. All the scenes they had together was pretty damn funny in one way or another, and that's uh, really indicative of the Guardians themselves. You know, Besides Thor, which the humor of Thor from Thor Ragnarok has really kind of influenced a lot of the other aspects uh, to the MCU, which even you could argue that it really started back in Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 but just to see that all mesh together so well and have a lot of hilarious moments I thought was really fun. Um, And again, when you see them later on, you know, after they leave the Guardians and they go to make Thor's new hammer, that also continues to be really fun as well. And as well as also when it finally gets serious and you start getting into some of the other events. Uh, Some of the other good team ups I thought was fun. uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange, I thought that the banter between them was fun. I liked it a little bit more so than I did with uh, Star-Lord and Iron Man, even though that was still funny and still great in its own right. If I had to choose one though, I think that Doctor Strange and the way that he interacted with Tony Stark, because it's like two arrogant personalities just clashing with each each other the way that both actors handled it I thought was awesome and it really worked some magic on the screen Uh, the same thing also goes for some of the other uh, interactions that you get when you finally go to Wakanda uh, and there's a couple of them that don't get enough shine, uh, at least that what I felt that we saw some team ups and we saw some interactions here and there, but they weren't kind of the central point or they weren't given enough spotlight compared to some of the other uh, interactions, which I thought were much more important to not only just the plot, but also to what people really wanted to see, uh, seeing Black Widow and uh, was Okoye. Uh, and i believe also the scarlet witch interacting and teaming up during that big fight in wakanda i thought that was a cool moment i thought that rocket raccoon and the winter soldier which by the way funny joke that i feel like they're going to come back to is when uh, rocket raccoon starts talking about the winter soldier's arm and he asks him how much it is for that and he kind of just looks at him like really and then he comes under his breath when he walks away he goes i'm going to get that arm later i feel like they're going to come back to that in the next movie it's like a little thing where it's just very humorous, but it's little things like that that you don't pick up until you watch it again and you see it pay off later on. It's like little things like that I think are awesome. And, and I love how they kind of you know play with that a little bit throughout the entirety of the film, not just in that moment, but in a couple others as well. And then finally, if I had to really choose another fun, interesting one that, that, that really kind of paid off in the film, I would have to say it's uh, Spider-Man and some of the Guardians. Because they, it, I think it was him and Star-Lord that they, they, he references, uh what is it? He references uh Kevin Bacon and Footloose at one point, And he kind of says like, no, uh, what is it? I think it's Star-Lord asked him, is like, is that still the greatest movie ever? And he's like, no, it's not. And, you know, little moments like that I thought were fun, you know, in in a kind of like, you know, a weird way that were, that was kind of like, you know, juxtaposed, juxtaposed or juxtaposed again, I can't pronounce today. Uh, to some of the, the more serious moments of everything that was going on. So they they had a lot more fun interactions, which I'm pretty sure you guys I- enjoyed as well, but there there were some great ones there.
0: Yeah, indeed. And I, I love how um, Rocket Raccoon gives uh, Thor a new eye and stuff like that, because we know that Rocket, he, he likes collecting body parts it seems, and we've seen that throughout the Guardians movies. So it was really cool to see stuff like that, and like what you said with the Winter Soldier as well um and i and also enjoyed when um the guardians uh ran into spider-man and iron man for the first time and they were kind of fighting each other and stuff because they didn't know that they you know had a had a common objective in mind so they had to kind of figure that out along the way so but that was that was really the civil cool
2: war moment that was the civil war moment of the entire film that was i feel like that was a straight up similar take to what went down at the airport in civil war which i liked and with the way they ended it and the way they kind of everything came together where they finally got on the same side i thought was clever as well just through them talking
0: yeah yeah that was really well done but, um rich what did you think of the team ups and uh, was everyone given their just due
1: oh yeah i think that's one of the best aspects about the film that yeah you know i think a lot of people was kind of curious as to how you're going to fit all these people and give them a good amount of screen time, but to get their points across, and I think they succeeded in that. Seeing all the team-ups for the first time were, was really awesome. You guys uh, mentioned Thor and Rocket Raccoon. That that was one that I didn't know was coming, so I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Um, I also enjoyed the, you know, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and, and Spider-Man. I especially enjoyed, you know, how they made these teams work together, because in the sequence when they had an opportunity to stop Thanos and how they worked to, to you know, all these different, throw, throwing these different attacks at, at, at him, that was awesome. You know, obviously, you know, we know how that that, that, that didn't uh, end in their favor because, you know, Star-Lord just got a little little too angry with Thanos and, you know, disrupted what they were trying to do and take that glove off his hand. But how they brought in they brought it through everything they had at him in that particular fight, he awesome. lost. I was really impressed by that. Um, and even when you talk about the team up of uh, you know Black Panther working alongside Captain America, Bucky, all of the fighting that went on at Wakanda—that was a fantastic sequence. You know, all those all that fighting back and forth—it really made you feel as though they had an opportunity, they had a, a chance. But you know, we know what happened because this movie again—it's a very dark film, and it had to show you what does happen when the villains win. So, but yeah, I I enjoyed the team-ups very much. It's it's fantastic, fantastic moments throughout.
0: Yeah, agreed. And another moment I really loved was when uh, Thor finishes um, forging his weapon and then, you know, he he enters Earth and enters the battle and everything in Wakanda. Like, that moment was incredible. Like, I loved that. Um, But yeah, uh, some great great moments throughout the the movies and and that's what I really loved about the movie just all these characters that have been so well developed you know on their own individually just meeting on screen for a common objective like just seeing that unfold throughout you know the 2 hours and 30 minutes or however long it was like it was just incredible like the whole way through I was just geeking out but um, yeah I want to talk specifically about the pacing now like do you think the movie was well paced because we all know you can't just do like a movie of full of action for two and a half hours. You know, like it's gonna get tired. It's you're gonna get drained. Um, so I, I want to tell you guys: did they do a good job breaking that up? Because I feel like they did a great job personally. Like I didn't even feel like it was two hours and thirty minutes. Like it, it didn't feel long enough for me. Um, so I think they did a great job um, in splitting up the action. You know, it came the the actions came when they they needed to, and you know, between that we got a lot of human moments a lot of uh you know um serious moments some humor of course as well there was there was varying emotions throughout the film and i think they did a great job putting all that together because i i think that's really hard to get right to be honest in a movie like this but i think they nailed it spot on but what did you guys think go ahead rich
1: yeah i mean i pretty much didn't have any any issues with the pacing um i did question but one particular point when they have that flashback with Thanos and Gamora, I wondered why they didn't have that sooner. Because, but I again, I know they wanted the movie to start out to just show you just straight up raw. This is what's happening in is in trouble. So I understand that. But uh, I would have thought they would have had that scene a lot sooner. So then when it's revisited later, you're like, OK. But other than that, I mean, no, I, I still thought the pacing was fine. I mean, I, I didn't have any issues with that. They, like I said, you know, it, it's very difficult to take into account that you have all these characters you have to put a spotlight on. But one of the best things that Marvel did, and this, again, goes to, to show you know, Kevin Feige's uh, vision for this whole thing. You know, the way they laid out every single movie and they had different elements that returned in this movie. Certain things that weren't answered in the other movies that you got some answers in this movie. Um, and I'm pretty sure you'll get a lot more answers in the sequel. Um, Yeah, I mean, you have to really commend them for taking into account the people that spend all the time watching all these movies wondering, okay, so is this going to be revisited later? So I give them credit for that. But in terms of the pacing, I didn't have any issues with it uh, on my end. Um, Would I say it was perfect? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some people that think it, it was was or wasn't perfect, but I personally didn't have any issues.
0: Yeah, like me personally like I have a very weak bladder so like I was waiting for a moment for the movie to <laughs> slow down like you know I was I was waiting for like a slow moment so I could like relieve myself go to the the, the bathroom or something but I, I I couldn't leave my seat at all like I was entertained thoroughly throughout and I felt like every scene was important and you know I, I could I could I just couldn't find a moment to to go so I had to hold it you know Um, So, yeah, I I thought they did an excellent job. Um, JJ, what, what were your thoughts on it? Were there any scenes that you thought didn't need to be there? Was there any really slow moments or was you happy with the pacing and how they, you know, spaced out the action scenes and everything like that?
2: I feel like a lot of the movie was really well paced. Uh, and the reason being is because this is a fast moving movie. Uh, and it's weird to say that, you know, not just because it sounds like a tongue twister, but the film is very fast with all the events that happen because there's something important that's constantly happen- happening throughout the film. And I think that was good because there's very little filler in Infinity War. Uh, granted, a lot of people I've seen argue that when Thor goes to make his hammer, uh, Stormbreaker, uh, with the big, with the big dwarf that's played by Peter Dinklage, um, that's when you know a couple little spots here and there that maybe the movie slows down, maybe just a tiny bit, even though there is still a lot of exposition there of what happens off screen, but. For the most part, uh, everything that happens throughout the film has to be there, and has and has something important to show you, and has something that you know important to say to the greater narrative. And I think that's great because this is a film that doesn't go in assuming that you don't know anything about the MCU. It it really kind of relies on your knowledge of previous movies, or at least a a good number of them out of the eighteen that we've gotten. And I think that's important because uh, it doesn't take a moment to really kind of stop and really explain stuff to you. It kind of does explain a few things in the really early beginning especially with dr strange where he's kind of revisiting the origin and, and what exactly are the infinity stones i think that was maybe the only other uh scene that i could think of in the entire movie that really takes a moment to do something you could argue also the same thing when, when thanos goes into the soul stone realm i guess you could call it. i don't know if that's necessarily inside the soul stone itself or just some sort of alternate dimension right before he gets the soul stone but uh, for the most part, the entire movie is really fast paced. I think the action was well put. There was a lot of shocking, fun surprises and moments that I didn't feel were kind of, you know, underutilized. I felt that everything that happened and all the big moments that happened were earned in one way or another. And I think that was good. I, I think it was really well paced by and done by the Russo Brothers.
0: Yeah, um now that you mentioned the, the Thor thing, um I I do remember thinking like how comes they're spending so much time um, showing Thor forging the weapon, because they, that, that did take up quite a, a large portion of Thor's actions throughout the movie, and I was like wondering, you know, like, how come it's taken this long just to, you know, get his weapon? I, I
2: can explain but, why, because they, they kind of talk oh. a little bit about it in the dialogue, which I thought was important. They talk about stuff that Thanos did off-screen that also kind of gives more insights of what he's all about, because remember, when the dwarf that Peter Dinklage was, I forgot his name at the kermo, it's something hard to pronounce, but he was saying that he killed all the dwarves that were on that uh, facility except for him, and he took away his hands. And I think that was important because, remember, up to to that point of the movie, we've heard that Thanos kills half the population. He doesn't kill all of them. And that kind of really puts things in the perspective and a lot of people didn't like that that i've seen on social media talking about it but it's important to know to know that because that's not a a, a civilization that's not a, a planet or a world that he's visiting that's just some sort of uh as guardian facility and he's doing that purposely to prevent other people from stopping him from achieving his goal and i thought that was like super fun. that's why they spent so much time there
0: yeah yeah that of course um that that was they definitely needed to explain that as well and um you know especially the fact that that's how the gauntlet was made and stuff um but like just the, the moment when thor does enter earth that made it all worth it for me like all those scenes i felt like were worth it because it was like a build-up you know build-up of sequences and it really pay, paid off at that moment as well so yeah i i feel like those uh moments are definitely key to to what happens um I did want to ask you guys if you feel the some of the humor was unwarranted, because I've seen a few criticisms that there shouldn't be that much humor because, you know, this is like a universe threatening event and stuff. And there shouldn't be time for people to joke around and stuff like that. But what did you guys think about that? Uh, go ahead, JJ.
2: Uh, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think that uh, the way that Marvel handled the humor uh, was a lot more uh, well-timed and it fit more to the characters, especially some of the heroes like the Guardians, like Thor even a little bit of spider-man and and, uh tony stark and stuff here and there uh uh, the easiest comparison that i could bring it to and again it's another disney-esque movie i guess you could say is the last jedi which is a film to me where some of the subject matter uh or the majority of the subject matter has humor that doesn't land this one is the complete opposite of that and i think that even though it's still a lot more serious with some of the events that happen i still feel that because the marvel cinematic universe has always had humor has always had fun humor that that is, is well-timed and well kind of like scattered throughout their movies. They're still able to tackle those serious subject matters without letting the humor get in the way. And you could see that in all the scenes with Rocket Raccoon because I was laughing at some of the jokes, like all the Guardians and Thor, that whole scene when Star-Lord and and uh, Thor are going are kind of talking to each other and they're going at it and Star-Lord is acting ridiculous and everybody's pointing it out that he's acting like that, that's still... Uh, Kind of a thing that's pulled from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but it still doesn't it kind of pulls you away from all the craziness that's happening just for a moment, but not enough to kind of like, you know, take you out of the grand scheme of things. And I think that's good. And I think that was done purposely because... Uh, again, humor is a big part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and going super, super dark—I don't—and all the way dark like that, I don't think would have worked in here. I don't think, and I—I don't, I don't remember. I—I can't, I can't remember if it was specifically one of the. I think it was the Deadpool trailer that showed right before the movie in the theater that I saw it at, where they—they kind of, they were kind of joking about the DCU. Or the DC universe that it's like super super dark and stuff, and it got me thinking a little bit. Is like, okay, you know, this is still probably the darkest uh, MCU movie that we've seen, but it's still lighthearted enough to still be and feel like an MCU movie. I don't think like you know it's all grim and stuff, which I think is works to its benefit. To be honest with you, so I don't necessarily agree with that criticism. I think that you know in that case, people are really reaching for specific things to kind of really point out stuff that's wrong with this movie, even though it's not perfect
0: yeah i i agree with you there um i think the only moment where i thought it was a bit awkward was with drax when um he was like pretending to you know be invisible or whatever Uh, that was the only moment where it's kind of cringeworthy for me but um everything else felt well placed so i have no criticisms with that but what about you rich
1: yeah, I, I, I personally didn't really think the humor was an issue. Uh, I thought a lot, like like you guys have already said, I thought it landed in pretty good uh, throughout in most areas. Uh, and to me, uh, really what, what mattered to me most of this movie is the, the level of emotion because I think the level of emotion easily overshadowed the jokes because I recall a lot of different sequences of, of events that happened. You know, we can talk about the brief conversation Thor had with with uh raccoon where raccoon asked him well what if you can't stop Thanos?" and you can see he's thinking about the fact you know well yeah they just killed loki you know all my family is pretty much dead you see the tears in thor's eyes yeah i mean the emotion was there and then of course the other elements of the movie where a lot of times people let the emotions get the best of them and they don't really resolve things like the whole situation between vision and scarlet witch She did not want to kill him. She didn't want to do anything. She just always wanted to to be there with him. And then the final moment when you make that decision it's still too late because of what happens later uh, in the film. But it's just, yeah, a lot of the things with the characters and the emotions they have for each other and how that resonated, I think that easily because that was in the movie that's why I don't think the the humor I think you needed to have some type of humor there as well because that was in the movie. I think that should make up for any criticism anybody has about the being being too comedic, because they had to have a lot of different emotions in the movie to suit what was going on in the actual story. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's my thoughts.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we pretty much agree on on that. Um, so I want to talk about like the actual. Uh, pursuit of the stones and whether you think that played out like you originally you know, thought it would and stuff now obviously the soul stone was the biggest question mark You know, uh, JJ mentioned before that a lot of us thought it was going to be on Wakanda on, on, and on Earth but you know uh, uh, thinking back I do like that they kept a lot of the film in space and that it wasn't all just about Earth because um, obviously you already had a lot of fights a lot of stuff was going on on earth anyway but i liked that they took you know a large portion of the focus away from earth as well to tell you know it made it feel more universal and i think it really sets up the direction that the mcu is going to go in the future because obviously they they are going to go more cosmic and i like that they 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 put enough um focus on the fact that you know there's a whole universe out there so i like that you know they kind of um had the the soul stone on another planet and everything but yeah you know, what would you guys think of the overall pursuit of you know the stones themselves and and was there anything that really stood out to you or took you by surprise or um anything that you you wasn't too sure of in that um so go ahead jj
2: Uh, To be honest with you, I mean, I was fine with the way that they kind of show Thanos going after each one of the stones that he didn't already have. I mean, the only two that really stood out to me, one of which I questioned, was the Soul Stone. But even with the reality, or not the reality stone, the Power Stone, uh, where they talk a little bit, it's kind of a throwaway line. But it's something that happens off screen is when uh, Thanos went to Xandar. Apparently, they say that he pretty much destroyed Xandar when he was getting the Power Stone. And um, you could kind of infer a little bit at some point after that end credit scene where it shows him putting on the gauntlet in one of the movies uh, that, you know, some that happened at some point afterwards. Uh, It would have been nice to maybe see Xandar, you know, maybe even in in a deleted scene or something, you know, that could have been like an alternate opening to the movie of him destroying Xandar, getting the first stone. But the other one that really kind of confused me a little bit, and I was surprised because it wasn't on Wakanda, was the Soul Stone, because we never really got an explanation of why the Soul Stone was on that planet specifically. I mean, it was cool to see the Red Skull. It was cool to see the the whole concept that you have to give up something in order to obtain the stone. But I was still a little bit confused as to why the stone was there. All the other Infinity Stones, we have explanations somehow in some way of why they are in the locations that they're in. You know the the guardians uh were pursuing it and then they ended up giving it to the nova the power stone the the tesseract which is the mind stone was on vision and there's a whole uh onslaught of stuff that was going on with that and the same thing goes for the reality stone and, and all the and the time stone there there's reasons for why they end up in the locations that they're in but the soul stone we never really get that and maybe that could have been a last minute decision one reason or another i think that if anything it makes it a little bit stronger uh you know for wakanda that it's not really connected to any of the infinity stones which might be good or bad for depending on who you ask and stuff but it would have been nice to have a little bit more info about why the soul stone was it was with the red skull in the first place even though he talks about it but he doesn't really give us the full details about it maybe like i said maybe in some deleted scenes or some other material that'll kind of explain that or even in the second movie you know next year to, to find out like what it's all about and stuff But those are probably the only uh, little gripes that I had with it. Other than that, I I was totally fine with with the ways that uh, Thanos ended up getting all the stones. It didn't feel like a heist movie, though. You know, if you remember throughout all the promotional stuff last year leading up to this year, they kept saying that this movie was going to feel a little bit like a heist movie for Thanos and the Black Order, going to each location and getting the stones. It didn't feel like that for me. But either way, I still have no gripes with it whatsoever.
0: Yeah yeah and um of course like my favorite moment was the moment rich mentioned already where they all fight danos when he goes for the time stone like that's that's probably my favorite capture you know of a stone that moment like when they all fight him and then uh the way it happens the way it unfolds with tony stark getting you know struck and everything and then um what dr strange does which we're going to talk about more about uh dr strange but yeah um that was definitely my favorite you know um one of the stones that that Thanos got, but Rich, what's your thoughts on the whole pursuit? You know, um, in full of the stones.
1: Uh, I actually agree with a lot of what you both said. Uh, the, I believe that JJ mentioned the Power Stone. I don't really remember the exact name of the stone. All I know is the stone that he got, the very first stone. It would have been great the to have uh, the,
2: the Tesseract, the Space Stone. You mean? Uh, well, well,
1: nope. Well, oh, oh no, no, no the, the stone he got prior to getting the uh, the test oh, the, that they didn't show.
2: Oh, the power stone. That was the power stone. That was the one on Xandar, the, the purple one. Okay,
1: okay so it would have been great to see that because it would have given given context. And, and I and I, I mean, obviously, I know they wanted to make sure that they specifically saved everything they did for Thanos for this movie. I would have appreciated though seeing him actually get that first stone to build anticipation as to well now he's going to obviously go after the next stones and you know this coming into this film but uh i mean other than that i mean I, I i don't have a problem with how he pursued it again i you know as gary mentioned trying to get the time stone i i agree 100 percent about liking that scene because not just because of uh, the fact that he eventually got it, but the fighting that went down in the way that all these characters interacted with each other and each other's powers to really try and put their best foot forward to, to stop this guy, and unfortunately, that wasn't, that wasn't to be. But uh I don't have a problem with how every stone was uh, pursued, and again, the fact that when they dealt with the Soul Stone and the fact that there was a sacrifice that was involved, again, I, I don't think anyone anticipated that that is exactly... What they were going to do with that stone because again th- 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 that meant that it was a-, a higher price to pay than pretty much every stone when you think about it just somebody had to get killed to get the stone but um i don't have a problem with how they pursued it uh i think it was very well done but i just my only gripe is that i really wish that we could have seen that power stone getting you know what it would happen as a result of that stone because then you would have known from there, okay, so now he's going to go after the other stones. That would have built up some anticipation to see how those circumstances were going to be once he actually did that. But other than that, I didn't have any other
0: issues. Yeah, yeah, and um, I really, did, I really liked how you know he he got that that final stone from the Mind Stone from from Vision as well. Um, just the, how he you know how Sc- Scarlet Witch she she destroyed it, and then he kind of you know. Re- Rewinded time and then brought Him back and then took it from him Like I thought you know to quote hip hop Gamer that was gangster how he did That like uh, that was Incredible to see but Yeah um, so moving on to You know the nitty gritty of Things and you know uh, The real meat of the Movie and everything so we're gonna talk about You know the deaths and the Conclusion and our theories on You know how things are gonna Unfold Um in terms of, you know, how the, the movie ended, of course, Thanos, you know, he accomplishes his goal and everything. It For a moment, it looks like Thor stops him. But, you know, uh, we all see how that turns out. You know, he still manages to click his fingers and everything. And um, then we start to see people, you know, disappear uh, from the universe and everything like that. So I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of, of you know, the whole killing like killing half the universe and everything and the characters that were claimed during that scenario and everything like that so rich I know you had a lot to say about this in particular so go ahead what, what did you think of you know how all of that unfolded
1: all right so I was well, I'm gonna say something and hopefully I do not angry too many people when I say this but uh I I, I definitely understand that there are some characters that had to perish uh it, and we're talking about specifically The characters towards the end when they start disappear. Uh, My only issue with that is that it has already been announced that yes, we're going to get another Spider Man movie. Yes, Marvel is going to make a sequel to Black Panther. So when I saw Black Panther and Spider Man die, supposedly, I'm like, well, no, that's, 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 they're not, there's no way that that's going to stay because, again, these other movies have already been announced. The are in production. Spider-Man is coming next year. So it, it, it doesn't make sense to me why certain characters did perish when you already know that they are in the plans for future movies. Now, obviously, when I went to the theater, some of the people that was in my row, when they saw this, a couple people got emotional. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to see Spider-Man die. And I thought to myself, have these people not been keeping up with the news or what's going on with the movies that are in development? So I was a little, little annoyed about that because some of the people you know that do pass, okay, you can say that, but then again, if you've been following Marvel and hearing about the stuff they've been working on, you already know some of these people are definitely not going to be dead. And one another example, you know, Bucky. This guy is signed up for three more movies on his contract with Marvel. So there's no way that this character is going to die. This is the character that I would think is going to to, to to see Steve Rogers as Captain America, him or Falcon, because that's the, that's what happens in the comics. So if some of these characters dying towards the end, you definitely know it's not the end for I would say a majority of them. Um, but I just thought that was a little, you know, but because we already know all these other movies are in development, it's hard for me to sit here and say okay, I understand that. And just to piggyback off of that, then I'll say this last part. You can go to JJ. In regards to the people that survived at the end now i understand that the premise of this film if you go back to civil war all of the rift between tony stark and steve rogers i think it was very obvious that you know you saw in this movie anyway you know tony despite all that was happening he still refused to call steve rogers so ultimately the whole point was that eventually it's going to take them coming together and with the assistance with some other characters, such as Captain Marvel, so on and so forth, is going to take all of that to stop Thanos. So I understand that they wanted to get to that goal, but with that said, I 100% am hoping and expecting one of these characters has to die in the next film. Because my thought is that, again, Captain America, a great character, and Iron Man, another great character, but a lot of people who going into this movie were like, oh yeah, they have to kill these guys. Because in order to establish that things are starting over, we're having a new universe, some important characters have to die. I'm not saying that Loki and Gamora aren't important, but I'm saying if you really want to give a gut punch to the audience, you have to take somebody of uh, even higher importance out completely. We already knew Vision was going to die. That was obvious that we knew that for the minute he had that stone in his head. But Thanos gets the stone it's wrapped. But some of these other characters that are loved by so many people, I want them to take it far, and you have to take one of these guys out, if not most of them out, moving down, down the road, because then it becomes this thing where, well, no, we know these guys, in my in my opinion, it would be too safe to keep them alive forever, so something has to happen to these characters moving forward. But in regards to the people that did die, uh, only because I know we're getting sequels to some of these other movies that I thought that was... i I really didn't
0: uh wasn't a fan of that but again that's that's just my opinion yeah yeah uh i definitely see your point with that um i will say though that even though we know what we know about you know some of the characters that died um the scene with spider-man it was kind of touching just you know because tony stark being there and then the fact that he's actually, you know, um, he's actually showing concern that he's dying. He's like, he doesn't want to die, you know. Like, just how he acted that out, you know, that was oh, yeah. a little—it was a little touching, you know. But obviously, we know that he's gonna come back anyway. But that was touching, though. But yeah, JJ, what's your thoughts on uh, the deaths at the end? You there, JJ? Oh, I guess he had to step away for a sec but um,
1: yeah I think, I, think, I think we said we said, we said too much, we said too much <laughs> to, get, to get people angry
0: yeah um, I think you made him mad man made him mad with your thoughts but yeah uh, it was like yeah I, I agree for the most part with what you said because you know I thought they, they should have did something a bit more daring and took away one of the original Avengers because all that was left was the original Avengers you know and uh,
1: exactly.
0: And a lot more. But um, I think they definitely should have taken away either Captain America or Iron Man, you know, because it's, I don't know, like you, they needed to leave us questioning, you know, whether certain people were going to come back. And you could only do that if you took away one of the originals, you know, because um, we I, know that Black Panther's coming back. We know Spider Man's coming back. Yeah, yeah, I
1: I, I agree 100% with that. Only because. Because you know, I, you know, I don't want it to be. I mean, perhaps it's, it's not right to use the term "too safe" to keep some of these people uh, alive. But I, I did did feel that that was a little, a little, a little too safe. But I, and I'll give a shout out to Miguel in the comments because Miguel was saying that he wants Iron Man to die. And there's a lot of people that I spoke to prior to seeing this movie. They kept saying the same thing: "Oh, Spider Man." They don't know. I want I, Iron Man needs to die. Iron Man will Captain nerd because. But again. I understand why they didn't do that because of the whole conflict with civil war and the fact that these guys never reconciled did nothing. So we obviously have to get that reconciliation in the next film because they have to work together to to try and fix the situation. But even with that said, as I said, you know, if, if Marvel will really get my respect if they take if they do take out some original people in that next movie in the struggle to take it out Thanos because I, I, I just think you know with all the contracts ending, you, you already know a lot of these people will not you know they, they've been they're stepping away from Marvel. let them go out on a high note. you know obviously they all don't need to die, but some people of higher importance definitely need to die to really emphasize that this is a different in, in different universe completely a different. you know you, you can obviously say the characters are retiring, fine. But I don't think every ending needs to have a happy ending. There got to be some people that don't make it, because then, then in that case, then it really does signify that things are different. Um, and and again, I, I will I will once again quote Marvel because they said once Infinity War was done, the entire universe is going to be different. So right now it doesn't feel that way because it's the original Avengers team with a few other people there. But you know, again. We we'll have to give them the benefit of a doubt once we see what they actually do in the sequel, because they still have to figure out and answer a lot of these questions.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. And um, I'm definitely going to get JJ's thoughts if he makes it back, you know, onto the show on on that. But <laughs> um, what I also want to dive into is like, you know, obviously um, we know that they're going to come back somehow. So how are they going to achieve it? So um you know we we saw doctor strange give up the time stone to thanos and he did it kind of willingly you know like he because the whole throughout the whole film he says that he's willing to give his life for the time stone like he he makes it a point that you know it's very important to you know defend the time stone but then he just willingly gives it up to thanos And there's also a scene where he's meditating as well. And um, he's saying that he's seen all the different conclusions and there's only one where they succeed. You know, and Doctor Strange is also one of the people who dies, you know, at the at the end and everything. But do like my theory is this, like, I I think Doctor Strange has some plan in motion um, that we don't know. Uh, we know that his friend is back in, you know, he's back at Doctor Strange's base because that's where he went after the first fight that happened in New York. He went back home, so I, I think they're working on something that's gonna, you know, involve it, uh, involve time travel and stuff in the next movie, and it's gonna allow them to kind of go back and possibly change certain events and things of that nature because time travel is something that has happened a lot in in the comics. Um, it actually happens in Age of Ultron and um, a different, a few different comics, um, you know, in Marvel. So I think you know the next film's definitely going to deal heavily with time travel, and then of course you're going to have Miss Marvel as well. Um, I think I'm not so sure if the Infinity Gauntlet works um, well because after after Thanos clicked his his fingers, we see it kind of explode a little bit. Um, So I think he can use them individually, but I'm not sure if he can use them all together like he did in that moment. Um, so I think what might happen is maybe they, they're able to get the time stone from Thanos and then they can reverse things based on that, perhaps. But um, that's just a couple of my theories. But do you have any specific theory or... Um, did you notice anything that could lead to like a, a nice plot twist or a revelation in the next movie? How do you think things are gonna unfold from it? Uh
1: I think that's a very good theory. Um, if I had to make any guesses, well, well just to answer the, the first question about what happened with Doctor Strange, uh, the only reason he would give up that time stone, I think this is had this is definitely connected to him thinking, seeing that there's only one way that they can win. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure what that way is. I think that the time time travel theory is a good one. I do know that uh, you know uh, Miss Marvel obviously plays a significant role in what happens next because of what happened in that final after credit scene. Uh, I'm going to say Captain Marvel, not Miss Marvel. Marvel, please do not sue me. Uh, yes, Captain Marvel plays an important role in what happens moving forward, and. Of all the interviews that I've seen Kevin Feige uh, do for Marvel, he has said that, yes, this is a character that is more powerful, one of the most powerful characters that they have ever brought to brought to the motion picture screen. So uh, I don't know what their goal is going to be long term for this and how she's going to be connected. But obviously, um, yeah, every, everything that happened with Doctor Strange, yeah, I, that's definitely connected. Um, we have to get wait to see what the answer is in regards to that, but yeah, the ability to rewind time, yeah, that, that definitely will play a role in, as far as uh, how things pan out uh, moving forward, I think, in terms of them trying to reverse some stuff that happened, but I just don't know how they're going to do it yet, because again, as you said, the glove, that by the end, the glove didn't look like it was still in functional shape, so I don't really know how they're going to do that, so we'll have to see how that pans out.
0: Yeah, so um is back now, so JJ, um, just to you know, catch you up we're, we're now talking about what we think will happen next But before uh, I ask you that um, Did you also have any thoughts On the deaths that happened After you know Thanos clipped his fingers Oh we can't hear you Is everything good with your mic? Maybe you need to Change the setting or something
1: That'd be something with the
0: connection yeah technical difficulties unfortunately but yeah um let us know if you do manage to fix that though jj but yeah um so yeah rich i i i, I agree i, I think you know Captain Marvel's definitely going to be a big deal in the next movie. They're, they're clearly building her up a lot. Um, I you know, I actually use uh, Marvel Unlimited, which is the, the comic app, it's like their version of Netflix for comics. Um, so yeah. you can pretty much read any comic, but whenever I go on there, they're always promoting Captain Marvel, um, comics oh, and oh, stuff. Oh. So I feel like they are really amping her up, they're really pushing her you know, um to the forefront of the 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 Marvel experience and everything. So I think she's definitely gonna be a big deal. She's probably gonna fight Thanos head on at some point. So she's definitely gonna be a major player in in you know the next Avengers movie. But yeah, time travel I, I think um that's definitely gonna happen. I think with people like Captain America and stuff who are clearly underpowered to deal with you know, Thanos and stuff I think they're going to go on a very specific mission um, you know that uh, doesn't really involve engaging Thanos head on um, and then you know the more powerful characters like Thor and Captain Marvel and um, you know Hulk and people like that are probably going to be ones that um, and probably Iron Man as well maybe are going to be the ones that confront Thanos head on um, in the movie somehow uh, so yeah J- JJ, are you able to talk?
2: Can you guys hear me okay now? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Slight echo, so, but yeah, we we,
2: we hear slight you. Slight Yeah, uh, yeah the, so I don't know. Go hang out. It's kind of wet bonkers there for a second. So anyway, yeah, to answer your question from before about the deaths, I don't think that everybody is dead per se. I think that the majority of people, if not everybody at one point is going to come back. I know I've seen some discussion for people saying that before the snap, everybody that died in some sort of way, whether it was Loki, Gamora, or any of the other people that ended up getting killed before the snap, those people are dead is what I'm saying. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think that, you know, they're not going to bring back Gamora, that they're not going to bring back Loki in some way, or any of the other characters' vision. I still think that everybody that died in this movie, it's still going to come back at some point, or at least can be revived. I don't think there's any limitations. And what I thought was clever was that going into the movie, a lot of people had expectations of who might get it and who might get iced throughout the entirety of the film. And the of Brothers and Marvel kind of turned it on our head because the people that we thought were, that were going to get killed end up not getting killed. And it was most of the new characters and a lot of the other characters that we didn't expect that were going to get iced. And I thought that was very clever of them. And... As far as the people that got whisked away, I think that everybody that got whisked away from Thanos' power is going to be revived somehow. I don't think that they're dead permanently. I think that also I saw another interesting thing is that some people say that they're trapped inside the Soul Stone because that was, that power would have come from the Soul Stone itself besides the entirety of the Infinity Gauntlet. The other thing, too, that I think is also interesting that people have mentioned, I think you mentioned this before I kind of cut out before, uh, Rich, uh, was that the, the Infinity Gauntlet was messed up at the end of the movie. I don't think that the Infinity Gauntlet doesn't function. I don't think that it's completely shot. Uh, it would be interesting if they decided to go that direction. But I don't think that's the case. I just think that because it caused, it uh, requires so much power. So in the entirety of the universe. That it just looks banged up afterwards. I still think that Thanos still has its full power. And I still think that the stones And the Infinity Gauntlet itself. It still uh, has a lot of juice left in it. So to be honest with you. I think going into the next movie. I, I, it's going to be grim. But it's still going to be, you know, it's, you're still going to get that uplifting moment. I still think they're going to be sacrifices at the end of the next part of the, of the, was the infinity storyline or the infinity gauntlet storyline, you know, by the time this phase three, quote unquote is over.
0: Yeah. Uh, interesting theories though. Um, one thing you said about, uh you know, the whole because that—that's something I thought too. Like I thought anyone who died before he clicked his thing fingers were permanently dead. That's something that I thought, and the thing is, like, if they bring those people back—the people who died before he clicked his thing fingers—I feel like that it it might kind of be seen as a cop out a little bit, unless hear me out, unless they kill some other key characters in the next film being and going back to what me and rich was talking about before um i think that's definitely going to be when you know we probably see the death of captain america possibly iron man and you know people some of the original characters that were in the original avengers and stuff so if if they substitute those deaths with you know the deaths of those uh you know the older characters then maybe that you know will, will uh that it, maybe it won't be seen as such a cop-out then because at, at least they're committing to some deaths but yeah um, if they just if, 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 it, if it ends up that everybody's brought back to life and then everybody's happy again and um, Captain America rides off into the sunset and you know if that's how it ends I think that's a major cop-out so yeah um, yeah and uh, Rich did you have any thoughts on what JJ said you know, in terms of what he thinks of the, the gauntlet and every, anything.
1: Oh, no, I, I mean, I, 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 I definitely agree a lot with a lot of things that he said. Uh, Yeah, but as, to go to what you said about some of the people before he snapped his fingers, we, we will definitely see about that because I, I do know that James Gunn has had interviews and he has kept saying that... You know uh G- guardians of the galaxy volume 3 is not going to be the same guardians that we've gotten in the first two movies so i don't know if Gamora's is coming back for, for certain uh, i know that she was supposed to be a major focus of the third film so that would cause me to think that it is possible but i i mean again o- only because marvel to, to, as you said with the Russo brothers you know with, with marvel making the decision to try to turn things on their head to try and throw people's expectations off I think that there definitely will be some sacrifices in that next film and I definitely again because, because they're the ones that kept saying you know after Infinity War happens the whole universe changes and a lot of things are going to be different about the Avengers about a lot of the other characters so obviously we'll have to see what they mean in, in the sequel to this in which they still haven't given it a proper uh, name yet or they haven't really revealed what the name is so i'm very curious to see exactly what uh what direction they go in but yeah uh definitely a lot more to happen in, in, in the sequel that will answer a lot more of these questions
0: yeah indeed and um i have a question quickly did did was nebula one of the people who um got killed after Eclipters? No, she survived.
2: she survived Gamora died uh all the other guardians star lord uh was it Gru and uh was it drac died uh rock was the only one that survived out of
0: that whole group okay and nebula's alive and nebula's
2: alive yeah
0: okay yeah I, I i i don't know i think if they do permanently kill gamora i think you know nebula's gonna replace her kind of she's gonna be you know part of the guardian uh lineup but we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that but um JJ, we did also talk about Captain Marvel and this the significant role she's going to play in in the next film. Do you have any thoughts on that before we end off?
2: Uh, I think that the hype for Captain Marvel is going to continue to grow, and I think that uh, for me personally, the the hype for that movie uh, has been going ever since Black Panther came out. And granted, we've had female led superhero movies in the form of like Wonder Woman and such. We've had other movies that have kind of done. Very similar, you know, very similar things to what that film has done, but I feel like this one's going to be another big one for Marvel, and I kind of trust them to handle it with a lot of interesting care and 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 a good and a good perspective because I've loved a lot of the stories that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has told, and I think that having. Uh, the way that they've handled Infinity War thus far leading straight into Captain Marvel because now you have to go see the solo movie for Captain Marvel understand where that beeper came from at the after credits scene, how it relates to Nick Fury, and also how it's going to tie directly into Infinity War because I think it takes to assume at this point that whatever the end credits uh, is for Captain Marvel is going to lead us uh, straight into what the after effects are for Infinity War, and that leads right into whatever the second movie's going to be. And I, And I like that. This makes me excited see how that's going to play out, as well as also makes me excited to see how Captain Marvel is handled as a character, how she can affect the greater uh, was it, the greater stuff that's going on within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially in states, because from all accounts right now, For what we've been given in the movies Captain Marvel has been in space since the 90s Or at least she's been in space for a very long time All the stuff that's gone on on Earth She probably has no idea about And she has no idea who these other characters are And all this other stuff So that's going to be a very cool thing to see Come to pass once after Captain Marvel's solo movie is But again, I'm excited I'm looking forward to see what goes down
0: Yeah, definitely, for sure Um, I think, yeah, she's definitely going to be a major player and it's going to be cool to see her for the first time in a movie later this year um but yeah speaking of other characters we haven't uh well we didn't see in this movie um suddenly everybody's a hawkeye fan you know before this uh whole phase people were kind of shitting on him They, they you know people thought he wasn't you know uh he was the weakest avenger they made fun of him and everything but now everyone's a hawkeye fan and they're wondering where was hawkeye what's he doing
2: now you want to know what that is you want to know what that is i think that's because we he was kick ass in avengers let's let's be real he had some fun moments and he had some great moments in avengers age of Ultron. you know here and there and he had some good stuff in civil war i think what it is is that because that character's been taken away from us you know because of story reasons i really believe that'd be the case that why everybody's kind of jumping on that train right now and it kind of sucks because there wasn't a lot of that fandom for Hawkeye beforehand. I mean, you know, there was fans, but there wasn't a lot of fans like in the way that it's being talked about now. But I do believe that either in Captain Marvel or in Avengers uh, Infinity War Part Two or whatever it's going to be called, he's going to have a much more bigger role. And there's going to be some sort of explanation of why him and also uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp weren't in this movie. I mean, they kind of explained it in this film where they kind of have a throwaway line for what's going on. But I think there's going to be more to that, and maybe we might get some sort of insight to that during Ant-Man and the Wasp, so if, like, for the end credits, or even during Captain Marvel, for all we know.
0: Yeah, I actually, I actually think he might actually uh, be in the, the uh, Ant-Man movie. Like, I thought maybe, you know, he might actually be, because you know how they pair up some of the, the heroes sometimes? I think maybe he'll actually be in it, like, throughout the movie and stuff. But um, what do you think about that, Rich?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, if I if I do recall, there was a line that mentioned something about uh, both of them being in government protection. Uh, no, they're under house arrest.
2: They they were said that they were under house arrest, and that Hawkeye also know. he went off the grid. He they said that he retired, but he went off the grid. Basically, is what they were saying.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Because I do I do know that in the end credit scene, uh, you know, Nick Fury was trying to also contact Clint. And a lot of people saying, "Well, yeah, Clint—that's the name, thats Hawkeye's first name." So uh, that, yeah, they definitely have to explain that. I mean, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp is, is coming out this summer, um, so I, that that may give some explanations as to you know what's going on with that. We'll get some type of teaser because obviously, yeah, these characters were all affected by what, what took place in this movie, which is why uh, you know. I could I, I you know I could understand why people were wondering why they wasn't in this film, but there will be explanations for that. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. So um we'll just have to see how they handle it. But uh yeah, I mean I mean, uh, obviously, you know, they, they already had in mind certain team ups they wanted to have in this movie. You can't put everybody into this particular movie. There's a lot of other characters I was wondering what happened to, them, like like Valkyrie, for example. Uh they never showed her dying. They you know, I, I would assume that she died when that when, you know at the very beginning of the film, but I never saw that. So there's a lot of characters where I'm wondering where they were at. So hopefully we'll get some answers to those questions in the sequel. Um but yeah. Um I guess we just have to wait for Ant Man and Wash and Wasp to see what's going on with Ant Man.
0: Yeah indeed so we really have to get going now but before we leave let's uh you know give our personal rating for infinity war so for me it's a definitive 10 out of 10 you know best movie i've seen in years and the build-up was was it, it just made it more special for me um and it was definitely worth the wait so 10 out of 10 for me uh, JJ what's your Official rating For this film uh,
2: I, I think it's a Great movie I think it's Probably better than Some of the other Avengers movies You know there's an argument to be made There I don't think It's the best MCU movie To be honest with you If I'm being real and the reason being is because well, I still think it's great. It didn't give me that same feeling where I had to go see the movie immediately in the theaters again. And the only movie out of the entire MCU to really kind of give that to me was Winter Soldier. And funny enough, it's done by the same directors, the Russo brothers, and the way that they've handled that. And you've even argued the same thing, that you probably got that a little bit with Civil War and all the films that they've been involved with the MCU. But uh, I would have to either give it an 8 or a 9 out of 10. I, I still think it's a great film that you need to see, but uh, it's not my personal best for me.
0: Oh, interesting okay that's, that's good to have uh, Another thought on that um, Rich what's your final verdict
1: Okay so This is going to be also another interesting plot that, that might get some criticisms But uh, I thought the movie Was, was great um, I have to agree with JJ I, I don't necessarily think it's the Best Marvel movie and if somebody was To ask me what is the Best Marvel movie so far this year For me personally it's still Black Panther Uh, but with that said it's still a good movie Marvel did an excellent job on Thanos so I would still tell everybody to check it out and yeah I would say maybe an 8.5 or a 9
0: out of 10 okay that's cool Um, definitely want to hear more thoughts on that you know from the commenters and everything and we're we're probably going to talk more about this as well on the co-op and everything so look out for some more thoughts in the future as well But um, thanks for listening to us. Definitely let us know what you guys think. And uh, that's pretty much it for now. Look out for some more Marvel-related stuff, you know, coming fairly soon in the future and um, different discussions on, you know, movies, TV shows, video games, and everything like that. Make sure you're subscribed to our Patreon. Keep checking the website and, you know, make sure you listen to all the podcasts and stuff. But um, from us now, uh, that's pretty much it. Peace out, people.
2: So